What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 105. And on tonight's episode, we've got our special guest, Jen Pisarczyk, older sister of Jimmy Pisarczyk, on the show. And we are talking Stranger Things. We get into our favorite characters. We get into our favorite parts of the show, why we relate to it so much, and uh, talk about uh, where the show's going uh, from here. Since, unlike The Office last week, Stranger Things is right in the middle of the series. So we talk about that. Uh, We also uh, talk about our favorite local businesses that we have been uh, going to during this uh, COVID-19 shelter-in-place, stay-home order. Uh, The local businesses that we have been um, patronizing and, uh, you know, helping out during this time uh, as we all try and help each other out. Uh, After that, we get into a new segment to kind of close out the show, and we give our shout-outs of the week. Uh, We go around the room, and everybody gives a shout-out to something going on uh, right now, and uh, that kind of closes out the episode. But before all that, we start off the episode with the beers of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. All right, Beer of the Week time. Here we go. New episode coming at you. Uh, we are, as usual, doing this virtually from our homes. And we have a special guest this week. So before we get into our guest, let's go around the room here, me and the boys, and talk about our beers of the week. So what do you got, guys? All right, I'll go first. I'll go, oh, nope. My bad. Jimmy. Nope. Nope. I'm going. Um, so I have a Market Garden beer, which Ooh. I don't think I've done ever on the show, at least like a beer that I bought or brought. Um, it's called Hella Mango. Oh, session IPA with mango, about five percent. Beautiful pink can, just mm-hmm. like I like it. Um, it's pretty good. It's not as flavorful as I would have hoped. I do get a hint of mango, but um, I wouldn't say disappointed is the right word. Just didn't fully meet my expectations. Not not a knock on Market Garden. Love Market Garden, one of my favorite breweries. But um, yeah. It's not terrible. I'd probably give it a three and a half out of five, maybe three. Yeah. No, I totally understand that, Jimmy. It's a great beer. I just feel like the name, especially adding Hella Mango, like it just sounds like it's going to pack a mango punch and it doesn't exactly mm-hmm. pack a mango punch, which isn't a bad thing because have you I had don't it necessarily, I've had it many times. I don't yeah. necessarily have to have mango like screaming at me when I sip the beer. It just, I was expecting that because of right. the name it's a good beer though no doubt it's, yeah it's not bad I mean, it's, it's definitely a summer much. beer goes down pretty easy only five yeah. percent so mm-hmm. refreshing but uh you can, you can cruise on those oh yeah easily so there yeah. you go good stuff jimmy good pick uh i'll go next um i'm actually pretty excited about this dan you're gonna be confused because i flipped the switch on everybody uh i told oh, him I was like, gonna go- like the like the tiktok videos <laughs> yes. <just> <laughs> oh my god. I told I told Dan I was going to do platform, uh, 
but that was just because I had a the switch too. Jimmy, Jimmy told me he was going to do fat heads. You're dating oh. yourself. <laughs> so I've done a lot of platform lately. Great. One of my favorite breweries. So I decided to give somebody else some love in, in light of Ohio state having technically three uh, players in the first, uh, the first three picks of the draft. Let's I, go. Went with a, I, went oh, with I went with a Columbus brewery this time. Um, Seventh Sons, assistant manager, American Golden Ale. It is, first of all, the can, which nobody can see if you're listening, is amazing. It's got a drunk-looking cat (laughs) chugging a bottle of beer. Um, And, uh, yeah, so, again, in light of Columbus, I figured this would be a good good little, uh, a good brewery to feature. They're one of my favorite Columbus breweries. So it's assistant manager. It's called, again, uh, American Golden Ale. It's about exactly what you'd expect if you're familiar with American ales. Uh, it's got a nice little flavor, nothing too crazy, a little bit of funk, uh, which I like. Um, and it's just, I'd say it's very drinkable. Uh, it's about, ooh, what's the percentage on this? I don't know, four, four and a half percent. So this is a great summer beer. You can definitely sip on these, cruise on these at a summer party. Um, and I would highly recommend it. You can't miss it. It's probably one of the few cans that has a drunk looking cat on it it's also an all-white can so yeah it's a good beer american uh assistant manager by seventh son all right awesome jordan thanks for the uh columbus shout out oh all of our wonderful listeners down there in the state's capital uh seventh son i like i like their beer i do i've been there once when i was down in columbus last so yeah very good choice all right, now for me, I said before we started the episode that uh, I was going to be doing a beer that we've never done before and a Cleveland brewery that I don't think we've ever done before because you can't buy their beer in the stores. And their brewery is downtown. So going, down, going downtown to actually buy beer and bring it home is not something that we usually, you know, it's, it's not really convenient because we don't live downtown. But you can also... Get this beer, and this will give it away for Jordan probably at Tremont Tap House uh, in Tremont. So okay. I've got. Yep. I know what it is. My favorite beer in Cleveland. It's a beer that I can either only drink at a, um, this place or at Tremont Tap House in Tremont. It is the Albino Stout from Butcher and Brewer. Round of applause. Solid. So good. It makes sense now when you gave the can teas on Instagram. It makes sense now. Yes. Yeah, I had to, um, I had to get it uh, zoomed in enough to where it wouldn't be a dead giveaway. <laughs> right, right. Because the logo, the logo, if you guys can see it, it's it's a uh, it's a restaurant, but they also have a butcher shop there, and it's a brewer. So they aptly named it Butcher and Brewer, and the logo is a portly. Swine fella, <laughs> a little piggy with uh hop sleeves um, uh, on his back. It's almost as if the fur is hops, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, albino stout, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite beers. Um, you guys can't see obviously, but this looks nothing like a stout, no, because it's an albino stout. It's like a vanilla coffee stout, pretty much. So Ooh. good. Hmm. 
Um, Give that a try. Yeah, I, the first time I ever had it was uh, several years ago at the Beer Fest because they always have it there because, like I said, they don't sell their beer in stores. So it's kind of tough to get a hold of it unless you actually go there or go to Tremont Tap House because I think Tremont Tap House is run by Butcher and the Brewer, correct? Uh, yes, it is. Yes, that's that's yeah. So that's a- they, they oftentimes have uh, they'll be tapping a beer that you can only get at Butcher and the Brewer, but you can get it at yeah. Tremont Tap House. Yeah. So I uh, I stopped up there. Uh, yesterday got a crawler of albino stout, so that is what I am sipping on. So those are our beers of the week, and uh, well, actually, our guest might have one. I don't even know what she's drinking, but uh, Jimmy, if you want to you intro our guest, she's been on the show before. Yeah, you know, this is her second time, I believe. Um, maybe going to be a recurring guest, maybe in the running for guest of the year. I don't know. She makes Ooh. appearances. Um, it's my wonderful sister big sister jennifer pasarchik say hello jen thanks for coming back hey hello jen so i'm uh i'm a defector in what i'm drinking if you were wondering i'm drinking a wonderful henry's hard sparkling i you know i gotta say jen of the of the non uh white claw sparkling hard seltzers or whatever they're called uh that's a pretty good one i'll give you that yeah, I'll take I take it over truly. Can't do it. Oh yeah, I'm not a truly guy. Honestly, either. every time I try to do something fun or exciting, <laughs> make it not that way. <laughs> I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. I had to play the whole thing. Sorry. You know what? And I feel relevant now. Now that I can yeah. actually. Say yeah. I right. Right. Jen. Um, are you a White Claw girl or no? I am. Okay, Shamelessly. good. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love White Claw. Uh, Henry's is great. I also like Bud Light Seltzer. They're pretty good. See, I haven't tried those yet. They're good. Very good. Very yeah, good. I would recommend them. Um, I have a... Speaking of the sound effect I just played, I have a number of topical sound effects that we will get into uh, when we get into our main topic of tonight. So uh, be ready for that, ladies and gents. Ladies and germs. Oh, germs. Yeah, and I am as a, <laughs> I am also keeping a keen eye on the NFL draft. So when this is coming out and you're listening to it, you guys are already going to know who the Browns took or if they traded down or whatever. But um, I'm going to give a live reaction. I don't care if I have to interrupt you guys talking about our topic tonight. I'm going to do it. So, ooh, yeah, that's fair. So, it's going to be a yeah. Uh, since, since we did since we did our episode uh, for. The office last week, Jen. You are watching it through chronologically for the first time. Uh, tell us real quick where you are right now in the series and how you like it so far. Uh, so far, I'm at season three, episode two. Uh, Ryan and I are doing just a full out binge of it, and at least I speak for myself. I would say I really like it, and I was wrong about it. Oh wait, 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 wait. We are recording this. This will be a clip. Can you play that into the mic again? Jimmy, would, was, Jimmy, your older sister said she was wrong. No, I want, I want to hear her say it one more time. I was wrong about it. I didn't give it a fair shake, but now I am. Here's to being 30. Absolutely. Dirty 30. Love to hear it. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. I'm 
really happy to hear that because I'm not going to lie. I always, I was shocked when I heard you and Ryan were Office fans. I don't know why. I just thought you guys would be Office fans. So I'm glad to hear you gave it a shot and that you like it. What about Ryan? What's he, what's he thinking about it? I think he straddles, he likes it. I think he straddles the line of, it has its moments that's really funny. And then as soon as he laughs, Michael does something and he's hiding either in his hoodie or behind me. (laughs) He has to go take a lap. I think he's going to come around. I really do. I think so. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, uh, Last week, we really deviated from our usual topics. Uh, again, this is all because generally the things we talk about are not available right now. Uh, sports, right. brewery reviews, restaurant reviews, events, festivals, all that kind of stuff. Uh, due to COVID-19, that is not an option, unfortunately. However, we love the podcast and we want to keep it going. And we had some great ideas to come up with alternate topics. Uh, last week, we did uh, the Office review. This week, we have another iconic American TV show, a much more recent one, Stranger Things, the classic sci-fi slash horror slash thriller uh, Netflix original um, that took the world by storm. And I feel like every season, they somehow make it better. Uh, so that's what we're going to be discussing tonight, and we have Jen on the show because she's a diehard. Um, I know me and Dan are big fans as well. Um, not so sure about Jimmy, but I I think he's coming around. Or you like it, right? You don't hate it. So, no, so I saw the first season. I won't get into it too much, but I'm happy we brought Jen on the show because she can make up for the lack of knowledge I have. So... Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. And, uh, yeah. with her opinion yeah so um big fan uh i haven't finished the series so i don't care if, about hearing spoilers i don't know if i'll finish it but oh i Let's know get that into it. let's do it guys had to play it had to play yes. it had to play it absolutely what? a classic intro it's one of the few uh title cards or not that's not the right word um intros to a tv show that i generally don't skip because yeah yeah kinda, totally kinda, yeah you know what i mean dan it like sets the mood when it when, totally when you agree. hear that when you hear that synth play you're like all right all right and then you get like you lock in you put your phone down you you, you know you, you, you mute it or whatever and and you're ready to listen you're ready to watch this show um uh, so yeah that's classic classic intro 80s it really invokes nostalgia from the 80s it invokes so many different feelings and once you know the show it just gets you in that mood so um let's let's start the discussion on stranger things uh by actually let's talk about how we first started watching stranger things and after we kind of go around the room and get that story out of the way i want to talk about our favorite characters so we can start doing that um after we all give how we got into it first so jen since you're our guest and you're probably the biggest fan of stranger things here let's have you give us your story how you first heard of it and how you got into it and what kept you watching sure um i think i can't remember when it came out was maybe like 2016 it came out i think uh i believe so yeah Okay. I had heard about it. Um, I didn't jump on the bandwagon just yet. It just sounded like another 
another series that like everyone really liked. And I'm like, eh, I don't really do it. Um, but then I had heard one of my really good friends who got into it. I kept seeing all the watch parties for it. And especially when season two came out and I'm like, okay. So end of, I believe 2017, I decided to just do like an all night bender of season one just to give it a go. Sure. And absolutely fell in love with it after the first episode I finished it. And I'm just like, what was that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it was just a mix of like the nostalgic feel for it or um, just like the realness of the characters. Like, I think all of it just was really captivating in a sense. And I love sci-fi. So. So, so you, you didn't get into it right when it dropped. Like, did you have, was there anybody that got you into it or was there any specific thing that kind of triggered you to be like, you know, I need to really watch this show. I'm trying to think back if someone did. I can immediately think of my friend Noah, who got really into it, um, him and a bunch of his friends. And I think I'd heard it from them. So I think that and then just hearing everybody else talk about it. And I wanted to really understand why everyone was obsessed with this 11-year-old who liked Egos. And I'm like, (laughs) I like Egos. And I like telekinesis. So Now, Jen, quick question. Um, did I? I think I started watching it before you, right? Or maybe the same time. I remember I finished it before you, and I can remember it pretty vividly. Um, sad first season finale. Uh, not gonna lie, teared a little bit, cried a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, Jen, you gotta watch this. I'm emotional. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Well, you just need to watch. And you're like, what? Okay. Sounds I do good. remember that. Yes. I think I had to do a little something with it, but I'm sorry. No, you definitely Ooh. did too. Thanks for jogging my memory. So. Yeah. Ever since then, first season got hook, line, and sinkered, and then just binged the second season, too. So I saw your brother cry real man tears. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> hey, you know oh, what? If oh. you don't... Oh, no, go, go on, Jen. Go, no, no you I was go say, on. if you don't cry at that last episode, you're, you're not human. I can't talk to you. Oh, so, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just uh, re-watching the series from the beginning, and uh, last night, I got to the last episode of season one, and yeah. It went, uh, uh, what is it? Who is it? Um, shoot. Will. Yeah, no, yeah, it's when uh, Hopper is trying to resuscitate Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and he's just yeah. like, he's just like, screaming, come on, kid, come on, the kid. Flashback. Oh, the way they're they splice, to his daughter. They, yeah, they yeah. splice the scenes with his daughter. You could oh. feel that. I mean, we'll talk about that. Uh, I would yeah, get, yeah. Uh, if you guys don't mind, uh, I'll jump in here and, uh, yeah. Tell my story because the Browns are about to be on a clock and I might have to check out for about five minutes. Yeah. Um, so I was a lot like Jen. Um, I originally wanted nothing to do with Stranger Things. Um, I'm not huge into sci-fi. Um, and Stranger Things is kind of like sci-fi horror-ish with with like nostalgia and like humor and kid stuff and all that. Um, so I... Um, I had a friend just like, like badger me to watch it. And like, I'm like, okay, fine. And then it's like, it's, it's almost like what I told with Jen and Ryan, like, okay, uh, you guys just need to, um, just get through the first season. And my buddy was telling me, just get through like the first two episodes. And once you get to the third episode, you'll be absolutely hooked and you won't want to stop. I'm like, okay. 
So the first night I watched it, I'm like, okay, I'll watch the first two episodes and then I'll start fresh like the next day. Well, I fell asleep halfway oh. through the first episode because I started it at like midnight, one like on Friday <laughs> night. So I'm like, okay, this isn't going off to a good start. So then I had to rewatch the first episode because I'm like, well, I can't start the first episode of a new series like half an episode in like the second day. Like it's just weird. So I started it and I got through the first couple episodes and then like Jen... Uh, I wasn't even planning this. I watched the first season of Stranger Things until like 5.30 in the morning. I just watched the entire first season. I was like, holy crap. And like ever since then, I've, I've been like counting down the days since like the next seasons have come out. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do with uh, this next season because I think it's supposed to come out this summer. But, you know, I'm sure they'll still be able to do it. Um, But because uh, I'm sure they yeah, already have it. Have they wrapped up filming? Do we, well, we can talk about that later. I don't. I oh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. If they've already wrapped up filming, like before everything got shut down, then yeah, they'll release it. But like, if they didn't wrap up, right, fil- right. like, like nothing's being filmed right now. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know that answer. But, uh, yeah, that that's how I got into it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, the Browns oh. uh, are about to pick. So I'm gonna check out for a minute. Uh, <laughs> talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Jimmy, you're up. Jimmy, you're up, and I'll, I'll conclude. Yeah, and I, I mean, I kind of like talked a little bit about that with Jen, and um, it was probably around the same time, maybe a couple months before. I don't know what year, like 2017, you said. Um, same thing. I thought, you know, this is some sci-fi BS. <laughs> I'm not really into it. The only sci-fi I watch is The Twilight Zone, which is old school, but I love it. And um I was like, all right, yeah, I hear all this hype on Twitter. My friends have been watching it. Um, and then who the hell is this 11 chick? Why is she bald? Is she okay? Um, why is her name 11? So I was like, all right, we'll give it a chance. So I watched like the first few episodes. And like everybody else, I was pretty much hooked. And um, I finished it with probably in a couple days. But again, I have a vivid memory of me sitting at my kitchen table just emotional as as a guy could be about this last episode. I don't even have a daughter and I felt that father pain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is too much. And then I started the second season when it came out. Um, And then for whatever reason, I kind of just lost interest and maybe I started watching another show or maybe I think like Rick and Morty was coming out. So I was really obsessed with that, Um, which is another thing we should talk about some other episodes. Oh, Count me in Just on saying. That. I don't know if Dan's a big fan, but we can get him into it. Um, we, could, we could we could figure out a way. But I haven't finished the second season. I got like more than halfway through and I just stopped. So um, I'm sure after this, I'll probably want to watch it. And Yeah, uh, you need to get on that, dude. Yeah. I definitely got time to do it. So I'm yeah. a big fan. I love the first season. It was one of the better TV series I've ever seen. So I'm not sure what I'm waiting for. But uh, tonight might be the night. So... What about you, Jordan? When did you get started? Yeah, so I was one of those buttholes who was like, oh, look at this <laughs> popular show. I'm not going to watch it. I remember <laughs> le- legitimately like being annoyed how popular it was. And I had like a ton of friends like, yo, you got to watch Stranger Things. So there, so that was one reason why I did it. I'm not usually like that, but that sometimes I'll play that stupid like, I'm not going to watch it because it's popular. Um, I was like that with Breaking Bad, and I highly regretted delaying that but anyways uh the second reason why i delayed watching it is somebody described it to me as horror and i hate horror in general i am the biggest pansy when it comes to horror and so i was like well i don't want to watch a horror show like that 
And then somebody, I talked to one of my buddies and he was like, no, dude, no, it's not horror. It's, it's sci-fi horror. It's like, you know, it's classic 80s body horror, sci-fi horror, all those type of different genres. So I was like, oh, all right, count me in. So I was bored. I was going through a little bit of a rough patch in my life emotionally and I needed something to distract myself. So I just started watching it. And I don't know if I can remember a time where the first episode hooked me in faster. I I legitimately was hooked within probably the first 15 minutes. I was like, okay, all right. I I probably binged, binge watched it. I don't know. It's not anything crazy, but it was within a week I saw the first two seasons uh, because by the time I watched it, the season one and season two were out. Um, I pretty much watch it within that week. And yes, I also had moments where I didn't even realize I was crying and I started crying and it's ridiculous for, I'm an emotional guy. I'm not one to shy away from being open and honest about how I will cry at times, but you know, it's not a thing I like to talk about, but I'll be honest. I end of season one cried end of season two, definitely got teary eyed again. Um, when they started playing, uh, what's uh, what's the police song at the end of season two? Um, every movie, uh, what's the famous police song? I'll uh, be watching you. Yeah, I'll be watching you. Yeah, like when they're at the snowball. Oh my goodness! Because they were like it looped back to season one when they were supposed to be at the the dance and she was finally there. Oh my goodness! And then you know it ends with that little cliffhanger where you're like, oh, this is a double entendre. They're singing about obviously. You know, eleven and uh, uh, oh wow, um, Michael, Michael, Mike were a yeah. couple, yeah. but also the monster is watching them, and it ends with everything flipping up. So yeah, all that just was so emotional for me. That being said, uh, that's how we got into it, and that's that was that that was it. I was a fan ever since, and I got my sister into it, and yeah, it's been great ever since. It's a phenomenal show. Quick thing, uh, funny that you funny that sorry to cut you off. Um, no, you're good. I'm done. Funny that you mentioned you're not a fan of horror. Or you're always kind of scared of it. Listen, that was me for a while uh, growing up, uh, understandably so, as a five or six-year-old. But when you grow up with a sister who's eight years older than you and she has friends who are just weirdly <laughs> into horror movies, you get exposed to horror movies. And um, fun fact, while Jen's here, Jen, you can, you can attest to this. Um, every time we would – so Jen would have her friends over. They would watch some scary movie. I'm like, oh, I want to join. Like, I watch. She's like, yeah, whatever. My mom and dad would make her, like, you know, let me tag along. And she had some, you know, her friends. And I'm a five-year-old little kid. I have, like, a crush on all of her friends. So, anyways, we're watching the movie. And the movie ends. And I'm probably scared shitless. And it's dark in the basement. Very creepy old back room. She's like, Jimmy, go turn on the lights. I'm like, I'm not getting up. It's pitch black. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> they me like run across the basement, pitch black. And as soon as I would stand up, they'd like, scream. Uh, they locked me in the basement one time when it was dark. Um, just terrorized me as a kid. So I don't know why I like scary movies and horror. And, like strange. It's not really, I wouldn't say Stranger Things is horror, but um, thanks to Jen. You, somehow, it made you better. It made you yeah, a better made man. Me- it made me stronger, I think. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this to Jimmy and Jen. Um, I'm very anti-horror, if you know me. But lately, neo-horror, the new wave of horror, has been You're awesome. anti-horror? <laughs> yeah. <no>. Anti-horror. 
Uh, but neo horror stuff like Us, Get Out, It Comes at yeah. Night, movies yeah. like that. Oh, those are man. psychological horror. I am, I am hooked on those movies. I, I every one that comes out, I'm like, yes, yes. I'll be honest. I know Hereditary is technically in the neo horror wave, but I could not watch that movie. Sight. But I saw a clip from it. My friend showed me. He's like, just watch this clip. If you can handle it, you'll like the movie. I was like, nope. But so I know it's it? a good movie. I know it's a good movie. I can't do it. But anyhow, that's just, that's we're getting a little off the train here, as we say on the, the LOTL podcast. Um, so great. This well, is I'm great, gonna, guys. I'm going to oh, interject sorry. real quick. Sorry, I'm going to interject because uh, the Browns made their pick. What did they pick? They drafted they pick? offensive tackle from Alabama, Jedrick Wills. Uh which are you happy I mean, with this or no? I'm happy that they took an offensive lineman because it solidifies their offensive line, which is probably their <clears throat> their biggest area of weakness coming out of last year. So I'm happy with that. Um, he would the the only thing I the only thing I don't like is they were picking in the top ten and they didn't pick the best player at the position that they drafted. Well, so there was who, another who, tackle who, that went. There was another tackle that went ahead of him to the Giants at four, uh, Andrew Tom or uh, yeah, Andrew Thomas. So okay, that's okay. a guy that I would have liked, but realistically, he wasn't going to last till pick ten. So I guess I'm not really that upset with it. I would have maybe rather them gone with um, Tristan Wirfs with the pick, who's the offensive lineman from Iowa. I liked him a little bit better, but I, you know, they're a lot smarter than I am as far as evaluating players. So. As long as they took an offensive lineman um, and solidified that uh, position group, I'm I'm good with it. So it was pretty boring this year. You know, I know I know uh, two years ago when we did this uh, draft show in our first year of doing this podcast, it was huge because we didn't have a quarterback and we had the first and the fourth overall picks and we took Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. So that was huge. This is kind of like okay, we're picking tenth. Uh, our biggest need is offensive line, so it's not like the sexy like you know, pick or whatever, but I'm happy. They solidified the, 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 uh, position. So, um, you know, hopefully if we're back to playing football in the fall, uh, you know, we'll be ready to go with a much better offensive line this year. So that's my take back to you. <laughs> All right. No, for sure. That, that, that's exciting. I mean, you know, top 10 pick generally those seem to pan out. Uh, and it seems like they picked a, a, a player and a position that they needed. So we'll so John, uh, obviously your... be filling, filling in on that in the months to come. So Quick thing. So, Jen, what's your opinion on the player we drafted? Let's hear your insider <laughs> analysis. Hmm? He plays football. <laughs> he's, he's frantically texting Ryan as we speak. What do I say? What do I say? Uh, go football. Yes. Go football. Go, go sports. Go sports. Go, go. Love sports. <laughs> All you know right. What, you know what? Uh, wait. You know what? Uh, you know what? Jedrick Wills is gonna help us uh, say. <laughs> Got to get it in, man. Got to get it in somehow. Seems hey, like once hey, an episode had happened. Yeah. <laughs> generally, we didn't even say Pittsburgh this time. So think, oh. I don't know. <laughs> the, ev- the evolution of the clip, I guess. Right. Wait. He didn't say. <laughs> Oh, he didn't say Pittsburgh? Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you hear it that time? It's cutting in and out a little bit. Yeah, but, I don't know why it's uh, cutting it's fine. in. We heard it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang it. 
All right, get in the train back on the tracks. All right, so we're, we're, we're ready to go. Um, so we talked about how we first got into Stranger Things. Uh, the first thing, the next thing I want to talk about is our favorite character. Because this is a show that's so character-driven. I mean, what show isn't? But this one's especially character-driven. Iconic characters, instant classics. Uh, and so well written, so well developed. Honestly, one of the best of best so, examples of character development I've ever seen in a show. So let's talk about our characters, uh, our favorite characters. I'm going to start this time, and we'll go from there. Uh, so for me, I'm going for there. You know, I, I like them all. all. Of all the good characters, quote unquote, I generally like them all. There's really no dis characters that are s- supposed to be good that I don't like. But I'm I'm just gonna go in a, a you know a loose order of five to one. So starting with number five is the superhero of the show, Eleven. Uh, she's legitimately a superhero, but um, she's also just an amazing character. It's it's tough to get into her character at first because she's so silent, she's so introverted at first. Which you know, if you watch the show, you know why. But um, she's she's great right off the bat. You can tell she's a good a good person. She's just so confused as, as to what's going on as the story develops. But, oh, by the way, spoiler alerts. We're going to definitely have spoiler alerts in this. <laughs> if you haven't already seen Stranger Things, that's your fault. Uh, but if you haven't and you're interested, stop listening. And then listen to us again later when you watch it. But you might want to take a pause. But, you know, later on as it's developed, as her character develops and you see why she is the way she is and how she was taken from her mother and all that crazy stuff. It's fascinating. It's so brilliant. They tie in real life things that happened, like the uh, uh, LSD CIA things that happened in the 70s that actually happened. And they kind of tie that into sci-fi and and take it from there. It's fascinating. Um, So Eleven, it's hard to not like her. She's iconic. She's badass. She's so cool, so fun. And her, she, I feel like every season and every episode there's more personality. She like starts, you know, opening up, especially in season three where she and Max go on shopping trips and she starts embracing her fun side more and not always her serious side. So yeah, 11, you can't not like her. Uh, number four for me is Max. When Max first was brought on, I felt it was awkward and it was obviously intentionally so because she was a newcomer and the gang didn't exactly gel with her. She and Ellen, actually, uh, I'm sorry, she and 11 actually didn't, like each other at first um but that changed and she and 11 become best friends in season three and max is so much fun she's spunky she's got like this uh, also a badass by the way and she's got this like cool attitude that is infectious and you just fall in love with her as her character uh comes into play and obviously her brother billy is a major character in uh season three as well season two and season three but um yeah you gotta love max uh number three for me is dustin i don't know how you don't like him he's 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 got he's goofy he's he's clever he's so passionate he's the gel that holds the gang together in my opinion um he's kind of that peacemaker but he's also not afraid to tell people bluntly what they need to change about themselves so Dustin's number three for me. Number two is Sheriff Hopper. You can't go wrong with Hop. A million um, times, these are coming <laughs> in. It's called Clyde O'Brien. <laughs> 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 
Yes. <laughs> Curiosity door locked. Yes, yeah, going oh, back God. to going back to Dustin, of course. Um, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> I love it. You know what I love? Going back to Dustin, we got to go back real quick because Dan played that. I love how he, he just, whatever's in his mind comes out in a moment of panic, which is exactly how I would be if that, if I was seeing the stuff he was seeing. So I appreciate that about him. But yeah, Sheriff Hop, you can't go wrong with him. He comes off as kind of a hard ass at first, and he is, but he also has a soft spot. Um, there, oh, man, there's so much development. Oh, man, there's so much. It's, it's fascinating. The stuff with his daughter. Uh, the little slight romance he has with, uh, um, wow, I'm blanking out. I'm Joyce. sorry. Uh, Joyce. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, and it, he's just a great character. Uh, I love how his secretary is always trying to get him to stop smoking, and she's always trying to get him to eat healthier. Like, you know, who doesn't identify with that? We always indulge in some food or beverage or smokes that, like, aren't healthy. But, you know, and there's always that person in our life that's trying to get us on the bet on a better path but yeah so can't go wrong with hop uh jen i know that you're going to talk about hop i know you're a huge fan so uh <laughs> um, no. and then number uh number uh one for me has got to be steve he is the biggest asshole in the beginning and he is probably one of the most likable characters by the end of season one and he just gets better every season he just gets better whether he's beating a monster with a bat or he's getting drugged by Russian agents. He is just a riot from start to finish. Uh, he's quite the guy. Um, he's my number one favorite character in the show. Nice. Cool. John, if you want to go, I'd love to hear your top five. Sure. Go All ahead. Right. So we'll start with my number five, uh, Billy. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, and everyone really likes a good villain. Um, and granted, obviously there's a key villain throughout each of the seasons, but the introduction of Billy, um, I think we've all met that guy in middle school or high school, just a complete jackass and totally full of himself. Um, but usually I'm putting on my like psychology hat, you know, usually there's something a lot more deep rooted behind that. And you just see that really in a uh, season three and just really learning, um, you know, just the hard upbringing that Billy had. And by the last episode, he really ends up becoming the hero in a lot of ways and just seeing him, I don't know, develop. Granted, it happened in a short period of time, but I don't know. I, I had a fondness for Billy, even when I got really irritated too. I like seeing him evolve in season three a little bit more. Um, tragic, though. Uh, so number four, Jonathan Byers. Um, love him as just the underdog. I think he's adorable. Uh, you see that he really cares for his mom. He really cares for Will. Um, and that he's kind of, he's got a quiet strength about him. And at the end of the day, he ends up getting the girl, which awesome. Um, we're, uh, we're going to just so you know, Jen, I got a whole theory about Jonathan. It, it, it feeds into a bigger theory about why the show's so likable. So we'll get back to him in a second. I'm sorry to talk about that. No, 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 you're good. And I, I, I think I know where you're going with that. But, yeah, for sure. But I don't know. There's just something, again, relatable to him. And I don't know. I, I liked him from day one. Um, let's see. Although I felt like season three, he just, he kind of drifted off into the background. I feel like Nancy kind of did. But again, I mean, their story was kind of really, you know, more so in season two than anything. 
Yeah, or um, even season one, even season one for him, especially, but yeah. That's true, yeah. He definitely shown in season one. Um, number three would be Eleven. Uh, obviously, the heroine of the series, she's a badass. She has telekinesis. I mean, like, she's got superpowers. Who doesn't want that? I've wanted those since I was like, one. <laughs> I consumed enough egos. I, I would hope I get the power <laughs> at some point. Um, but, like, yeah, Jordan, to your point, too, like, you just really see her open up and develop. I actually got really annoyed with her in season three. Um, oh, okay. I mean, she's a tweenie. So, I mean, like, she has hormones. She's going through changes. And- you know, I get it. And, but again, she's very real. Like we were all there. We were all really annoying at some point. Um, and imagine having to deal with hormones while you're a superhero. Like that's a, that's a lot to balance, you know? Right. Exactly. I feel for her. Just um, a It's called being a woman, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, women are superheroes. That's it. A- oh, nice. Oh, save. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Therese, I hope you're going to listen to this one. <laughs> no, she will. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also, and before I move on, um, her relationship with Hopper as it develops over the time, like over oh, the season, yes. as surrogate daughter. <sighs> I love it. Um, number two would be Steve Harrington. Again, he's a total ball, begins at, um, out the season as a complete asshole, but quickly becomes, um, another hero. Like he cares for the kids. He looks after them. The kid is constantly getting beat up and yet he just keeps coming back. Um, so a lot of respect for him as a character and also the hair flow is amazing. <laughs> um, Mustache too though, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, and then finally, of course, uh, chief hopper, I could go on an entire podcast about him, but I probably only have like another minute, but uh, again, he's a hard ass. He has a hard exterior. But as just in season one, his character, you just hear his backstory. And that's something that I love with the series that for a lot of the characters, they dive into their backstories and you get to really know them and relate to them and like want to get to know them as uh, individuals. So I love his his backstory. He's just got a big heart. He's Um, he constantly puts himself out there and especially for uh, for Eleven, just Obviously, he lost his daughter, and Eleven just by default becomes his adopted daughter. And especially in season three, just seeing his frustration with um, a tween or a teenager, uh, I just love him. He's adorable. <laughs> Easily one of the more likable uh, parent figures in TV history. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Should I go? Yeah, Jimmy. You're my top five. So as I said before, my knowledge of the entire Stranger Things series is very limited considering I've only seen one and a half seasons. So um, I haven't really been introduced to some of the newer characters or I I don't know them as well as you guys do. So let's just go off of the season one uh, impressions. So starting uh, with number five, I have Jonathan. Both of you guys mentioned how uh, he's very likable. He's just very at first very humble and just a very like caring sweet kid and um it's kind of hard not to like that i feel like we all i don't he, he's like crushing on nancy and <laughs> kind of quiet about it like we can all relate to that uh number four i have dustin just a fun outgoing goofy kid that we all aspire to be um out of that friend group he's probably my favorite uh especially it seems like he was the most popular 
when the series first came out, I, I'd oh, have to say. Definitely. Yeah, like definitely. besides him and Eleven, I feel like, or besides Eleven, I feel like he was just the poster child for interviews and late night talk shows. I don't know, but he's it's, just. It's, yeah. fu- it's funny you say that, Jim, because his real personality in real life is, is very similar to who he oh, is. Yeah. It seems like in the show, you know. It's a very, re- yeah, very real. So he's number four. Uh, number three. Uh, Nancy, <laughs> I think she carries some baggage yeah. and she's kind of a mess sometimes, but I think she's very sweet. I think she's very just adorable. Um, hard not to like her, but there's some times where I'm like, uh, you're kind of the worst, but, uh, we'll talk about that too a little bit later, but okay. Yeah. Hey, I'm not sure how she is in the rest of the show, but in season one, especially I was a big fan of her. Uh, number two, Steve, uh, I know Jordan said, or maybe it was Jen, um, he was just an asshole pretty much at the beginning of the show. I'm like, why, who the hell is this kid? I wouldn't, wouldn't mind if he went or if Demogorgon ate him or whatever. <laughs> that matter to me. Dude, this guy's the worst. Flavor with me, I'll be your cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, as this season went on episode after episode becomes more likable and um, seems like a good caring uh guy you know at heart so hard not to not to like and then number one of course is hopper um you guys made some good points uh like he is the the father to 11 or he takes her in as one of his own um he's just a likable real dude that everybody can relate to he's just very uh true to himself and it seems like he actually cares for the city and you know He's just the man. So I'm excited to watch more of season two and season three. Uh, sure he can dance, too. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. And just the last scene of season one, you just like he shows his true emotions and the whole background with his uh, his daughter and his wife. And um, is his wife not around anymore? Was that his wife in the shot? His, they're uh, his wife's around, they're but uh, they're divorced. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because, because Hop started drinking a lot. Okay. After his daughter died. Gotcha. So, yeah, it makes you even connect more with him when he takes 11 in and you see that whole background. So, that's uh, my number one. So, good pick, Jen. Nice. Daniel. Right, real quick. Yeah, I'll go through mine uh, because I think in different, everybody's got different orders, but I think we all basically have the same five. Um, so, I'll just go through mine real quick. So, I have uh, Nancy uh, uh, in there as five. Um, I just, like Jimmy said, I think she's adorable. I know she's, t- I don't know, whatever. It's a TV show. I, I crush on her. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Never mind. What? Um, okay. So she's number five. Uh, number four would be Steve. Uh, just like his character arc, his character evolution. Like everybody said, he starts out as like this a-hole, like player, um, and then, like, you see him, like, as soon as he does bad stuff, like, he immediately feels bad about it, and he immediately tries to make it right. Um, not saying that, that makes it okay, but but then, like, the the end of season one, he just kind of stumbles into trying to fight the, you know, the Demogorgon at the end, and he doesn't, like, run away. Well, he event he does at first, but he gets to his car, and then he turns back around. And then uh, <clears throat> I love his relationship with uh, Dustin as the season go, goes through and, and eventually in season three where Steve's working at the uh, ice cream place at the mall <laughs> and uh, him and Dustin like could not be closer friends. Uh, number three 
would be Eleven uh, for the reasons everybody else stated. Um, she's the heroine of the show. She's the superhero, whatever. Um, I love how her character evolved. It, like, like it's all, and we'll talk talk about this a little bit. I think it's it's interesting with these shows that um, basically are following kids around. How like you see them grow up and you see them evolve. It's not just it's not like a show where it's just all adults and you know they get into stupid situations and they get their way out of it and you don't see like how they grow from it. These are like kids who started off at like 11, 12 years old and grow through like, you know, adolescence and uh, you see how they grow and her especially because, you know, at first she really doesn't know how to speak English. So you see, you see how she like, like Mike starts teaching her these words and what they mean. And then you see other people start teaching him and slowly, but surely you start to see like the wheels start to turn and she's starting to understand more and use her powers based off of what she understands based on what she's been taught. So I find that really interesting. So she's she's my number three. Number two for me is Hop. Uh, love Hopper. Um, he has one of my favorite gifts of all time with his little Hopper dance. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I just watched that yes. song, uh, right before we uh, started recording uh, in season two. So, um, yeah, I mean... Hopper is, you know, he's got everything. Like, like we said, he, um, he's gone through heartbreak, losing his daughter. Um, he's gone through heartbreak of divorce because, you know, he started having issues with alcoholism because he couldn't deal with his pain. Um, and his wife left him because of that. Um, you also see him, uh, you know, be championed in the fact that, uh, he helps, uh, find and rescue Will, and that iconic scene at the end of season one where uh, he's helping Joyce. Um, uh, Resuscitate. Yeah, bring bring Will back to life, and it's yeah. just like he's getting these flashbacks of like his daughter, and and it it makes him like not not necessarily that he like didn't care whether Will you know died or not, but it gave him that extra motivation to be like, okay, I'm not letting this kid die too. Um. So I love Hop. I love his humor, um, and uh, also how, like you guys said, he kind of takes Eleven in as his uh, like pseudo daughter, adopted daughter, or whatever. And their relationship is is awesome to see how it grows. How it was rocky at first, and then you know just continue to grow. Grow. Getting emotional. Then, uh, oh my gosh. Huh? Yeah. Getting emotional. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and number one for me, this won't be very emotional. This will be fun. Uh, it's Dustin. I I don't know I don't know if I would like that show very much if it wasn't for Dustin in the early going. Yeah. Um, just his just his comedic goofiness of being a kid and you know going through all the things that that you know we went through as kids like you know everybody lost their teeth when they were young and in school and like he lost them a little later in life than we did which is why you know he's got the you know chronic dysplasia or whatever he says in that sound clip that I played. Um but uh yeah, he's just he's the life of the show. Um I love in season three, which we'll talk about and spoiler alert, Jimmy. Um, you know, in season three when he gets his little girlfriend from all the way across the world. Yes. And at the end of end of the season they are singing that song. <laughs> and everybody makes fun of him. Oh. I love Dustin. So great. So great. And um uh uh shoot. What was I gonna say? What's the word? Uh, honorable oh, mention. 
Oh, honorable mention me okay. is uh, Joyce Byers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because I think Winona Ryder does an incredible job of portraying her in the show. I mean, honestly, if it was a movie, I think she should be up for like an Oscar. Well, it's such a career revival for her too. Oh yeah, because I mean, she was she was basically, I mean, she hadn't done anything in a while, and then before that, she was essentially like lessened to like those crappy Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Deeds and whatnot, which had its moments, but ultimately it was pretty crappy. Right. And this is goofy, but I grew up with sisters, so I knew her from Little Women. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess she was in some big '80s movies too, of course. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, that's a good one, Dan. And we haven't really got into her yet, but Joyce is a great character, um, phenomenal. Uh, all right, guys, that was great. I I love talking about favorite characters in TV shows is a cliche thing to do, but I mean, you have to do it. It's, it's so much fun. It really gets the topic started and I'm glad we got to do that. Um, so let's, let's, I want to get into for the next topic. I want to talk about why we all think we don't have to be formal about this. Just when you have an idea, just speak up. Why do we think stranger things is so good? Because it's oddly good. It's it, it hooks you. It brings you in emotionally more so than most shows do, at least more so than most t- shows in recent years have. And even shows like Breaking Bad and, and, and Game of Thrones and shows like that that are great shows. I'm not I'm not saying they're not. But I just feel like there's this deep emotional connection with the characters and with just the overall show in general. And and it kind of confuses me why it's so good. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little corny here, but. I, I kind of pinned it down. I'm going to give my theory real quick and I want to hear what you guys think. And if you guys have any other theories, so I pinned it down to the characters are so likable and that's, that's, and they're so well-written. And besides the fact that the cinematography, the directing, everything's good, right? The acting is impeccable. And I love that they picked children that just look like normal children. You know what I mean? Like they don't look like the, mini supermodels that a lot of times you see in in tv shows like they're just kids they look like somebody i could have been best friends with when i was 12 or 13 uh so there's that but i i read i read an article and i apologize i don't remember which article i I googled it i couldn't find it but somebody brought up a theory um why they're so likable and one of the theories is that the the writers play subtle scenes that show how good the hearts are of the main characters. I'm gonna give a couple examples. The first example is Jonathan, right? At first, Jonathan's a loner, he's kind of quiet. He, honestly, he's a little creepy at times, at the beginning. Not actually, I did not like Jonathan at first. I was like, dude, this guy's kind of a loser. I don't really care. I was like, oh, we're just gonna play the same cliche. Oh, the quiet guy wants the girl, but he doesn't have the gut. I was like, yeah, whatever. But then he's so much deeper than Stop that. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm right. I, I mean, we're all, I, Jordan. That's I me. Every, I think I think every guy can. We can, talked can about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but but so the, in the article I read, the, the writer said, okay. So again, the theory is that there's subtle scenes that show the good hearts of the main characters that you don't even realize until you look back. One example for Jonathan is that they show the flashback where he and Will are are in their room talking about music and they're playing a new song and it's the clash. It's uh, do, uh, will I, Oh wow. The, the, will I stare? 
stare. Will you stare? Will you stare? Will you stare? Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? Wow, we're all idiots. Yeah, sorry. That's wow. I thought I had that memorized. Apparently, I'm an idiot. But should I stay or should I go? Classic Clash song. God, if you like rock, you're gonna like the Clash, right? Um, And they're playing that song. First of all, iconic, great little subtle. So I'll talk about this in a second. But it's it's interesting how some of the quieter characters they play more obscure '80s music. And I know the Clash aren't obscure. But the Clash wasn't pop music. It was it was punk rock. It was like a whole different. So yeah, they, that's a side note. And then when they play other goofier characters, they play more cliche '80s pop and rock, right? Bigger hits. So that's a side note. But so they're playing that song by the Clash, and in the background, Joyce and her ex husband were arguing very very loudly, very ugly argument in the background. And there's and in that scene. You can see in Will's face that he's disturbed by it, like who wouldn't be? And Jonathan sees that, and so he turns the song on louder so that th- that that Will can't hear the music. Um, how sweet is that? You don't even realize that you're, uh, you're like, oh, that's so sweet. You don't even realize it until later, maybe. At least I didn't. But that's so sweet of him to do that to, so his brother doesn't have to hear that ugliness. And then a- another example was when Eleven is in the Hawkins lab, and Papa was telling her to use her mind powers to kill the cat, uh, an innocent cat that they had as a test subject. And she won't do it. But she can do it because later she kills two guards <laughs> that were about to abuse her or, or hurt her or hit her or lock her up in a cell. And she, she kills them. So she has the ability to do it. But she didn't do it when it was an innocent cat that had nothing to do, didn't hurt her, didn't do anything. So that you know, they drop these little subtle scenes like that, right? And that's one theory as to why this show's so well made, so engrossing, because you get to know people, you get to know them, who they are, not just oh, look, this person likes pop music and ice cream. You know, it's deeper than that. It's who they are as a person. So I want to open that up to discussion, and then I want to hear any any other theories or any other thoughts why this show is so engrossing. Yeah, go ahead, Jen. I want to hear what you No, I, I, I agree with you on all of that. Um, something I think, especially season, um, and spoiler, that's probably my favorite season, but like, it just felt so real. Like, again, like you said, the kids are, they're average looking kids. Like, I feel like I would see them in my neighborhood. Um, but like, there's such a, like a genuineness in their acting, um, the nostalgic factor, like, granted, I'm a 90s baby, but it still felt very you know, real and reminiscent yeah. when I was growing up with, you know, my neighborhood friends. Um, oh well, gosh. that's funny. Real quick. That's funny you say that, Jen, because 90s babies, and I'm also a 90s baby. Uh, Dan, technically you're an 80s, but you grew up in the 90s. Um, we had similar, you know, things that we could enjoy that 80s kids had uh, as far as pre-deep technology, right? So, yeah, I like that you bring that up. Yeah. Um, and also, like, there's, I watched it and it didn't seem like, I like, I obviously, you know, Eleven has superpowers. She has telekinesis and, you know, other abilities. And yet for some reason in that first season, like it just really real. Like it felt like I was just watching something that was act, like that actually took place or, you know, like I watched that. I'm like, oh, this, this can really happen. This is a real thing. I feel like I'm there. Yeah, they're like the opening scene is them playing a board game with their friends. Like, 
I mean, even in the 90s when video games were a thing, there was, I remember so many times as a kid where we played board <laughs> games as, uh, you know, and, and people still play board games. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're doing a tangible thing, not necessarily a virtual thing. Uh, and whether or not they're right, like the bike riding, for instance. That's a thing I did with my friends all the time. I did that with my sister, who at, when I was a child, me and Heather, my, uh, my she's the second oldest in our family, we were like best friends. Not like, we were best friends. And we would ride bikes all the time. So, like, I can identify with that. You know, we had we had walkie-talkies. Of course, their walkie-talkies were, like, 80s clunkers. But we had those two-way radios. So, like, there's so many things that you can mm -hmm. identify with. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. I was going to add something. It's interesting that you bring that up, Jordan. I think the show is so successful because it came around at a time where nostalgia and entertainment and media started yes. really coming back. And so it really tapped into a lot of people like, you know, their demographic or their target market who grew up in the 80s, you know, 70s babies who this was all familiar to. So like, oh, my God, like. I'm sick of all this like advancement, whatever it may be, all this new stuff they're trying to put out on TV or movies that are just total duds. And then you right. have this brilliant show with realistic characters, realistic themes and just stuff that you've been through in your childhood and that you grew up with. It just resonates with a ton of people. So I think it came around at the perfect time where I, I even think we're seeing too much of nostalgia now. So I think they came yeah, around right at the beginning of it. And that's right. why I think it's so successful. Yeah, and kind of bouncing off of that too, like one of the first sci-fi movies I ever watched was E.T. Yeah. And if it's God, there's so many E.T. references and Stranger Things. But um and and so like that was one of my first tastes of sci-fi as a child right and so when i see stranger things it was invoking memories from one of my first sci-fi experiences and also close encounters of the third kind jurassic park like there's all these subtle references to some of these things that 90s babies 80s babies or teenagers even if you're a true 80s kid um kind of can totally understand and they're referencing all this stuff uh, I like that you brought up E.T. It's almost like, so the one scene in like they're all on their bikes and they're running away from yeah. the bad guys. And it's like, it's paying homage, but they're paying homage to, um, to E.T. And obviously in E.T. they fly over the cars, but in that moment, like, in, you know, Eleven just shoots the car up and over them. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. That's a great example. Absolutely. Uh, and the bikes too, like the bikes were a big thing in E.T., and I was always a bike kid. I always had a, a bike. I love my bike. So yeah, that really resonated with me. And I think a lot of kids can resonate, can, can understand that. Dude, um, speak, speaking of bikes, I was literally yeah. riding around my neighborhood for like a good 45 minutes today on my bike. And I am the oldest by far riding a bike around my neighborhood. There's like kids, <laughs> elementary, middle school, and they look at me like, who is this big ass six four kid? <laughs> this, this Were you riding your dyno? Huh? Are you riding your dyno with pegs? No, I don't yeah. have pegs. I have a like a beach coaster bike that we got a while back. So I just find a nice hill in the neighborhood, coast all the way down, got the music. Yes. And, but anyways, I, I just haven't ridden a bike in, in so long. And I remember that was oh, I know. what I did growing up around the neighborhood, whether it's my friends around the corner or, you know, across uh, the neighborhood. It's another thing that resonates with you and Stranger Things. It's granted, I didn't grow up in the 80s. I'm technically a 2000s baby you know born in 98 but um 
yeah, it's a staple in my childhood. So there you go. Gen, Gen Z still does the bikes. I love it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so much fun. It's so Dan, much fun. Dan, I got to ask you and Jen too, or even Jimmy, who had pegs on their bike? Did anybody have pegs oh, yeah. on their bike? All yeah, right. Yeah, well, what, sure. what bike did you have, Dan? We'll start with I had you. A, I had a dyno. Oh, love dyno. That was, that was, yeah, I thought I, it was uh, a cool brand. I had to uh, uh, save birthday money for like two straight years to be able to buy one. Nice. Dang. Yeah. So for me, I always always wanted a mongoose, but my parents I had a mongoose like, too. Yeah, my yes. parents were like they're a little too expensive. But I remember being at Toys R Us, R.I.P. Uh, we were at yeah. Toys R Us, and I couldn't pick out a bike. I was like, no, these aren't cool bikes. I want a bike with I want a BMX bike with pegs, and I want a mongoose. Well, I kid you not, it was a weird moment that just so stuck in my head. The Toys R Us guy rolls up a new bike and i look is a bright yellow bike kent if you remember the brand kent um it was kind of big at the time uh and i was like what's that and he's like oh this is a new bike by kent it's a pretty good brand uh if you like pegs and bmx stuff this is a good bike and i remember looking at my dad i was like that's so cool and he's like how much is it and it was within our price range and i was like that's it i want that bike don't even i, was like, I want that one and my dad was like okay and we got it. I just remember that being this. I just that was one of the coolest moments and one of my favorite possessions I ever had. I had that, but I beat that thing up. I, I love that thing. But yeah, so and bikes, then it got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't remember what happened with. It. I think I gave it to somebody. I gave it to a, a neighbor kid when I was like a teenager. Uh, oh, straight out of like, a movie. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> um. So Dan. You brought up when we were talking last night, prepping for this show, uh, of one of the reasons why this show's so, so moving and so emotional is you watch the kids grow. They're little preteens at first, and then they're basically just teenagers by season three. Um, and how that is, it's almost like the Harry Potter series where they're so little and they grow up, and you watch them grow up, or other TV shows where you watch the kids grow through. And there's always a, a dynamic that's so identified that you can identify with because we've all grown up. So Dan, if you don't mind, do you want to talk a little bit about like what, how, why that moved you about the show and, and kind of that, that idea of, of watching the kids grow up? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of talked about it in my top five, but just to expand on it a little bit. Um, so this show, while they're growing up in the eighties and none of us grew up in the eight, I was born in the eighties, but I was three when the calendar flipped over to 90. Um, and all of us have kind of talked about it and it kind of solidifies my point is we get to see these kids grow and evolve as the show's going on. And it essentially is like, you know, every episode, like we didn't, you know, we didn't have the same childhood as they did, but it's like right. those same type of situations. Like when, when, uh, Mike starts getting feelings for 11. Like I can remember the first time I liked a girl, you know, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Or, uh, you know, their voice is starting to change or, uh, the reasons why they make the decisions that they make. Like when this, when the show first started, it was, they made decisions based on like the fact that they play Dungeons and Dragons and, uh, you know, the video games that they played at the arcade and, you know, stuff like that. And then you fast forward to season three and it totally changes how they're, excuse me, how they're making their decisions. Like they're not making their decisions based off of 
uh, a board game or uh, a video game or you know something they saw on TV. Like they're they're making their decisions based off of real life experiences, and a lot of that has to do with they went through some pretty traumatic stuff that normal kids don't go through, but they did it all together. So you see them evolve through the show, and I think it it it's a nostalgia piece to where it it takes you back to when you were kids and when you were in situations like with your friends, like when you fought with your friends and how you got out of it and how you resolved it and, you know, where you are today with those people. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting to see, uh, how they grow and develop. Like I talked about it with, uh, L how she, you know, she didn't understand English because she was a sheltered, basically science project. And then she gets, she escapes and gets into this world and she has to learn, she has to learn language she has to learn social cues she has to learn um you know she has to uh develop uh interpersonal skills like it's it's really interesting to see how she grows and develops and the other guys too like i said about mike like at first um you know he's the typical 11 12 year old who you know wants nothing to do with girls and whatever and then elf gets into his life and you know he didn't immediately have like feelings for her but like those developed by the end of season one um and then what's interesting in in seasons two and three well two with will he was fighting the, the he was trying to get rid of the smoke monster inside of his body so not much in season two but season three will is kind of the the everybody's got the the kid in their group or in their family who wants to stay the kid and that was will yeah yeah um, yeah Everybody was growing up. Will didn't want to hang out with girls. He didn't, you know, he wanted them to to stay in their basement and play Dungeons and Dragons every night. And um, and it took him a little while to, you know, accept. Uh, it, it was easy for him to accept Eleven because you know she had the superpowers and she got them out of a lot of crap. But like with Mad Max, like it was really tough for him to accept Mad Max into the party um, because she was a girl and whatever and. Um, you know, I, think that's too, sort of... I think too when when she and Lucas started liking each other like that really bothered him. Yeah. Um. Not that I, it's a I don't know what you know. There could be various emotions, but but I think it was like he saw that as another threat. So you had Will and Eleven, um, and then you had I'm sorry, not Will and Eleven, Mike and Eleven, and then you had Lucas and Max, and then Dustin was going to camps or just whatever, right? And, and by the time season three comes along. Um, and that really bothered Will. Uh, yeah, and, that's, and, and did, yeah, didn't and, uh, and, and, you can and didn't Jonathan leave for school too? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Some there was something like that. Like Jonathan graduated and you know went off, so like Will didn't even have Jonathan because um, they were always like best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, and another another interesting tidbit about that that whole group was in season two when Mad Max first gets introduced. Um. um Lucas and Dustin both liked Mad Max. Yes, I remember. And like that, yeah. we've all had that situation, like in a group <laughs> of friends, where either uh, two guy friends or two girlfriends like like the same person. Yeah. And like you have to try and navigate like that, like, like you know, like I went through that in high school, and you know, thought I was going to hate the person for the rest of my life, and we ended up becoming best friends again. So it 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 shows you how you navigate that sort of stuff, but. Um, I think it's just because it's so relatable is what I'm yeah. mostly getting yeah. at for most of our lives, especially our age group, because like our parents don't really relate. To, I mean, they do kind of because it was more their time frame, 
but like they don't really re- they're so far removed from 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 that that uh that it's, it doesn't really relate to them but for us who are just like out of our adolescent years and getting into you know being adults and you know that sort of stuff like we can look yeah. back on on those memories and you see that in the show and it and it just brings it back it's like I watched that show. Like I'm rewatching season right now, and especially Wait, I'm sorry. after like a hmm? Jen, which which season I I cut out it cut out of my 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 uh recording. What did you say? Which season? Season one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Just like rewatching it, it's almost like I don't know. It's like a hug. I don't know, it just sounds. It's really familiar. It's really comforting. And like after like a really stressful day, like I watch them and I'm just like, okay, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and I'm curious, Jen. You're our, you're a special, so I want to get your thoughts too on what we've been talking about. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Well, I'll give you something to kind of go off of. Like the, the end of season three is is just devastating. Um, I have a reason why it was devastating for myself, but did, I mean, how did you feel? Let's put it this way: at the end of season three, were you crying? Were there any tears? I cried at the end. Um, yeah, well, why why do you think you cried? Because I've heard I don't know many people that haven't cried at the end of three, and I'm curious your thoughts. A couple, actually, the the I think the at least the one particular scene that definitely made me cry, and actually it wasn't it wasn't Hopper. I thought I would have cried during that. I got a little emotional, but it's when Billy died. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. certainly, yeah, because because Billy was such an a hole the whole the whole series, and then like. You you played season three, not really thinking that okay. You you thought maybe like okay he's gonna turn good and you know whatever, but then like you didn't think so. There was a point where like all right he's not going to, and then eventually he does and he gives his life for it. So yeah, I'm totally with you there. Oh yeah, like I definitely cried during that scene, um, but I think like with the very end of season th- and when, um. Yeah, right. Because Joyce, Will, Jonathan, and L were leaving um, Hawkins, and all of a sudden, it just kind of felt like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen? Like everything, like now, like the whole gang is breaking up. Like, what's next? We're obviously like we're not going to be settled in Hawkins anymore. I mean, well, this past no, this no season three wasn't Hawkins. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's just yeah, but. Move like looking toward the future, you know that it's not going to be in Hawkins, right? Right, and you know we're we're leaving the safety of Hawkins. Granted, Hawkins was not a safe place at all. It was a yeah. a lab experiment gone wrong. Yeah. Um. Oh. But but yeah, still, I mean, like you know, even seeing that, like you're going to break what's comfortable and what you know, and it's going to look totally different in season four. Yeah, and, and I think too, Jen, for like for myself, um. The re- I, I I hate that it's so it's kind of embarrassing, but not. I'm, I'm I think people need to be open when they get emotional. Every the conclusion to every season, I have shed tears. I'm not saying I was sobbing, but like you know, you shed tears. Um, <laughs> well, okay, maybe I was sobbing. I don't know. It's okay, Jordan. That's um, yeah, so, yeah, um, so end of season three was probably the saddest to me, uh, and it was sad for so many reasons. I we now know. Spoiler alert. Well, I don't want to give it. Actually, I'm not going to get it because I don't want to ruin this for her. Yeah, because there's, there's a uh, major character that you. It, no, just don't even say it. Yeah. 
I'm not even gonna say anything. It's a, because, something because they don't because they we'll don't see. they don't talk yeah. about it in the show. It's a yeah. it's a yeah. teaser video that they put they're, out for season four. So. Yeah, yeah, but we don't even need to say who it is. There's a major character has a bad end in season three. Um, but at the end of season three, like the group breaks up, like, and you know that, and you know that that you know the buyers are moving with eleven to a different part of the country, and oh my goodness, it was so devastating because. I have had many of my best friendships in the past get broken up by moving. And that is truly one of the most devastating things aside from death that you'll go through as a person. Um, especially when it's like my best friend, what my best friend from childhood, friends from childhood, Josh and David, like uh, in Michigan, when I lived there, like when, when I moved, it was, it rocked me. I'll, I like we 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 call ourselves like the three musketeers which is so cliche but like that's what you know, or the three we would call ourselves the three amigos like me and david are mexican josh is indian uh tres amigos. We, yeah we we call it we call josh uh honorary mexican because he loves mexican food and, and and david's mom would make mexican food a lot of times and my mom as well uh but so he's an honorary Mexican. But like when I when I had to leave them, it was brutal. It was truly the sad one of the saddest things I've gone through. And you know, our friendships have never been the same since. David now is married and has uh two two wonderful children, and I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. But our friendships aren't the same. Our friendships, we would play Xbox, we play Call of Duty, Halo, we we get Buffalo Wild Wings, we drink root beer, and his mom would make us salsa. When we were at my house, our mom would make us salsa the way my grandma made it in our Mexican family. And so like there was, and when we go to uh, Josh's house, his mom would make us Indian food. And so there's all these like things like that's gone. I'll never, ever, it's never, maybe we could have a reunion where we play Call of Duty and one of our moms somehow makes a salsa again and we can like experience it a couple more times, but we're never going to have that thing. We're like, all right, next weekend, we're running it back. Uh, next weekend, you know, at the time the Red Wings were good, and we 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 watched the Red Wings in the playoffs as a as a friend group. But these things are gone. Mm-hmm. And when you watch when you watch the friend group, the gang, break up, it's just utterly devastating. And I, that that's to me why it was so 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 sad at the end. And on top of that, you got other elements of the show, like Eleven loses her powers, and she's not sure when they're going to come back, if they're going to come back. But yeah, so I just want to get everyone's perspective. Jimmy, we haven't heard you on this topic necessarily. I, I mean, I'm assuming maybe maybe you haven't experienced that so much, or maybe you have. I don't know your thoughts on the. Oh, you haven't seen the end of season three. My bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so I haven't seen the end of season three. But my what, bad. I'm sorry. Like what you're yeah. talking about. It doesn't matter. I, I knew I was getting yeah. myself into a spoiler. So <laughs> it's all been ruined. It's not, it can't be salvaged. Oh no! I know you think we've ruined. It. There's so many things you have no. Just idea you about. wait. <laughs> but but yeah, going off the topic you're uh, you were discussing. Yeah, I've experienced that in some ways. Maybe not so much of my friends like moving away. But I've had friends growing up that uh, like best friends that I hung out with every day. And there's like our little group and that not necessarily like like they didn't move away, but I don't hang out with them as much. And it's never the same. And, you know, growing up with an older sister, I saw her friend group. I saw friends come and go. And I know Jen can completely relate to it. So um, from an outsider's uh, perspective and personally, I've experienced the same thing. Um, Yeah, it's tough. And it's it's kind of funny, like each, you know. It was Dan's birthday not too long ago, my birthday not too long ago. Yeah. As each year passes, you kind of reflect on 
earlier birthdays and birthday parties with that group of friends. You're like, man, like it's just never going to be the same. And oh gosh, it's yeah, a, it's a it's bittersweet. Just wait, but. Jimmy, just wait till you get to your 30s, and you have to celebrate your birthday in uh, uh, in lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I was I was the same thing. I literally did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. True. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I'll and you're, say, and you're only you're only 22, so you're more apt to like go out and go crazy than I would than I am at uh, now <clears throat> 33. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this though, as a little bit of a positive, you know, I don't want to just uh, bring the, you know, bring the mood down, but like, you know, so things change, right? But I'm excited for the future of the show because we know we're still going to see the gang. They might be separate for the whole season, maybe part of the season. We don't know, but we know they're still going to have new adventures. There's still parts of them that are together, right? There's, they're not all separated. But, um, you know, so they're still going to be together. There's going to be new characters, I'm sure. And that kind of reflects life to me because, you know, when I, uh, long story short, I've been all over the place in recent years until, until I settled down in Cleveland again. Um, and I had no friends when I first, oh, I had friends. I'm sorry. I had friends. But a <laughs> lot of friend? my friends, <laughs> no, 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 but like, I, I, I had no friends. No, no. Jordan realized that he's, uh, talk, that he's, recording a podcast that like hundreds of people are going to listen to. So he's, <laughs> no. so he's like, I had no friends. Oh wait, crap. People no, I need, no, I, I had re- friends. I had friends. I need, I need to rephrase this. <laughs> I didn't have any, it was different when I came back because I was gone for a while. I was in Colorado. I was in right. And then I moved to Iowa. So the friendships right. I had from Cleveland had gone a little apart for a while. I reconnected with a lot of people and that was great. That kind of, that was really the only thing that kept me going. My friends from uh, Westlake Bible Fellowship, which is the church I went to with my parents still go to. So shout out to all them for keep honestly keeping me alive. But then a really great thing happened. I started making new friends as well. So Dan, you were one of the first friends I made uh, when I settled in Cleveland. Jen, you as well. Uh, Jimmy came along because of Jen and, you know, other friends, you guys know who you are uh, from Cleveland. You guys have been awesome. I have an amazing friend. Yeah. Yeah, It's a CIA. I have an amazing friend group now, um, and it's great. But it's that weird time, though, when you're, like, kind of reconnecting and resettling into new friends. But once you get over the hill and you make those new friends, it's great. So I don't want it to all be doom and gloom. Oh, this show was a teenager again playing Call of Duty. That's not exactly what I'm saying. Eh, yeah, pretty I, great. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it is great. Especially like, right now when you have nothing yeah. else to do. Right. And, you know, my David, my my best friend from childhood, he – recently mentioned he was like man i just wish we could just be playing call of duty in the same room together again you know just like it used to be getting getting buffalo wild wings but um shout out to winking lizard though by the way for being my new favorite winning place uh (laughs) shout out supporting local but yeah so but what i'm trying to say is things change and it can be a very positive thing and it is right now right so I'm I'm excited. So let's move the discussion to the future of the show, Jimmy. Uh, you're not exactly gonna probably have too much to add to this. <laughs> you don't have anything to do with this. Sorry, but um, you've also had like uh, what? How six years or no, not four years to uh, watch the the three seasons? But you know that's an aside note. But uh, we're not yeah, we're not spoiling anything. Yeah, no, no. Oh, but cool. moving on. So Jen and Dan, you know the future of the show. Are you excited about it? I'm. excited excited about it i saw the trailer the teaser oh my goodness i'm so excited about it it looks like it's gonna be uh i don't know there's a a, a former 
and technically current rival to the U.S. that it looks like it might be in, we might be involved going to that country. There's going to be wherever the buyers are going, it's going to be happening. And I'm sure there's going to be some stuff in Hawkins with uh, Lucas and Max and those who have stayed behind. So, uh, yeah, let's start with Jen. And then, Dan, I want to hear your thoughts on the future of the show. So I have a dissenting opinion. Um, okay. I And again, I love this show and I will watch it. I'm jazzed for season four because I want to find out what happens. You know, again, every season leaves off with a hanger. Yeah. I'm going to say, though, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of season three. Um, okay. I, okay. And it, and I think, and like, I, I really tried to, I had to rewatch a few, a few times um, just to like get myself in, in the mode. I think it's just like, I loved the feel. And again, maybe that's what maybe that's what the um, the creators are going for because obviously the show has a lot of change. The theme is a lot of you know it's change. Um, I just love the feel of season one. It had like a grittiness but a realistic feel. And then like I mean, obviously they got a better budget too. So when they got to season three, they're able to do a lot. Um, so for that respect, I I wasn't like overly hyped about season three. I will say though, I love. Um, what they did with the budget. I thought that they really added to the, um, but all in all, especially after seeing the end of season three and definitely left just like, <gasps> when you saw that spoiler for season four, it was just like, Oh good. We're back. We're back. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. It's going to be, it's going to okay. be different. Yeah. It'll be good. For sure. Now, Dan, I know you have a very different thought process on season three. So I want to, your thoughts on that and then what you're thinking about for season four yeah i i loved season three um i don't know what jen's talking about <laughs> <laughs> but no i i like i love season three i loved uh um how they used billy as uh kind of the uh the evil aspect because billy's always been he's, he's been a heel the whole time anyway so for him to get like injected by the smoke monster or whatever and be possessed by the smoke monster made sense to me. Um, I liked uh, the continu uh, the continuation of Elle's development. Um, how you know she starts hanging out with another girl as Mad Max, and she starts to like uh, discover herself as a girl. You know, because like the whole show she's had buzzed hair, like she's been hanging out with the boys and you know, using her powers or whatever, but like she never like embraced like the fact that she was actually a girl. And I think she started to do that when she started hanging out with Mad Max. Like there was the whole, there's the whole scene when they, they were trying on clothes in the, in the mall. And then they, uh, she breaks up with Mike for reasons yeah. that she doesn't, for reasons that she doesn't even understand, but because she was getting advice from Max, it was like girl talk. And, uh, she breaks up with uh, Mike, but then they get back together, obviously. Um, Such and, a great dynamic, by the way, with her and Max and then Lucas and Mike. That was so, <laughs> oh God, so yeah. enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, you have the whole, um, you know, as I talked about earlier with, with the whole um, aspect with Will, like not wanting to grow up um, at all um, and him fighting it the whole way until eventually he did. Um, I thought was cool. I, so I, I liked season three. I like where they're going. Um, obviously, the ending was really tough, especially when Elle uh, read that letter, the letter from Hop. I mean, oh, that's, that was, 
that if you're a guy that'll just kick you right in the groin yeah but um yeah that uh that was tough and then the cliffhanger that obviously now if you watch the teaser you know that they right right um they dispelled the rumors but the cliffhanger at the end of season three was like oh right because like, yeah. like that's not like you went through the whole first three seasons of that show and you're like that's not supposed to happen right right exactly but it did and uh, well we thought it did they made it seem like it did so yeah um, i like season three i like where they're going um i do think that somehow i don't know where it's going to be um somehow some way they're all going to end up end up together like maybe yeah maybe at the, end, maybe at the end of season four mm-hmm um so yeah i'm excited for the future of the show and to see them continue to grow up and continue to evolve as people Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i want to conclude stranger things talk and we got a couple other brief segments we're going to touch on one is a shout out segment so where we shout out people places things shout out ready jen yeah that are keeping us going during covid19 quarantine and then the final thing we're going to end with uh, for the show is LOTL does takeout. So we'll talk about some of our takeout experiences, whether you're buying a local product or ordering from a local restaurant. So we'll talk about that in a second. But let's conclude Stranger Things talk with everybody discussing a few other characters or topics that we haven't touched on. I'll go first. Uh, I have, I, I can't believe I've gone this far without mentioning my favorite new character. Uh, Jimmy, you don't know who this is, but Robin uh, is oh, yeah. easily one of the most yeah. likable characters in the show, and she only has one season to go off of. Fascinating character, so fun, so bubbly, full of life, so clever. This, uh, the, there's a really funny scene with her and Steve where they're high on uh, drugs that, that uh, <clears throat> a certain country drugged them with to get truth out of them, and it's very funny. Um, there's also a fascinating uh, character arc with Robin uh, and deals with social issues on uh, well, just I just her sexual orientation and it's I think they handled it perfectly and I love how you see Steve his reaction to that was so so sweet and so interesting um, especially if you know who Steve was going back uh, again Jimmy you'll understand what we're talking about eventually but um, Robin's a great character I'm so excited for the future of her. Uh, she and Steve are besties, and I love it. Uh, and then I also want to talk about the fact that they brought in the whole Red Scare, shall we say, uh, into season three, which I was hoping they would do, and I'm so glad they did, because that was a very real thing that went on in the 80s. And oddly enough, it's kind of going on again today, whether or yeah, not it's... They, whether or not it's so, so they teased it the whole show. They've teased it the whole yeah, show. Yeah. So And I love oh, yeah. it because I love I love cons- I love deep you know, intelligence conspiracies and spies. Jordan and- Jordan loves deep state intelligence. Yeah, I do. I really do. I really do. No, not Alex Jones. That's a different <laughs> level. But but no, I love it. And I love how um, they're touching on that topic, which was obviously hot to anybody in the 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s. And now, weirdly enough, it's kind of coming back around with this, the, the stuff going on with Putin and Russia. So I love it. I'm so excited that they dabbled into that, and wow, what a what a riot of a plot they have going on in season three. So those are my concluding thoughts. Shout out to Robin, 
because she's my favorite new character. Um, and yeah, it's that's that's all I have to conclude with uh, season three. Oh, one last thing: season three got into a subgenre of horror called body horror. Uh, it's you know movies like The Fly and The Thing are body horror. And they definitely dabble in that in season three with the current, with the monster that's in season three. And I love it because I love the fly and I love the thing. And I love those type of 80s sci-fi horror. So that's my final thoughts on Stranger Things. Uh, Jen, you'll go next as the guest and whoever wants to go after that. Sure. Um, I'm going to bounce off that um, kind of that development of the horror theme in season three. Um, Shout out to a very old 1996, 1997 PlayStation game called Parasite Eve. As soon as I saw oh. the villain, I'm just like, if you haven't seen it, Jen, watch you're dating it. yourself. <laughs> it was so good back when I was a wee, a wee little one. Your brother, your brother wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know wasn't. the game now. I do know the game because she played it all the time around me. And I was scared <laughs> shitless. So that's why Jimmy is the way he is. <laughs> but no, I just saw that. And like, again, like it does, um, it is uh, reminiscent of 80s horror, but. I just remember seeing the villain for the first time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly like Parasite Eve. It's amazing. So shout out to that game if you have no idea. Nice. Look it up. Didn't even know that. That's cool. Thank you for mentioning. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but I also want to give just two quick honorable mentions to my character list. And I'll leave it at that. Um, one is Karen. Um, Nancy. Yeah, Nancy and Mike's mom. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I like, see- I like <laughs> seeing her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, beginning she of season a, three, she was a bad lady. She was she's a little naughty. Um, I don't know. I just I I appreciate her. I like how they brought the moms out a little more. Like two very different moms. She was a bad mommy. <laughs> you know, but I like that though, Jen. Real quick, I'll check and then I'll yeah, apologize. But I like that they show the dark side of all of us. You know, they're not afraid to show the characters. Embrace, you know, we all do bad things, and I like that they show that with almost every character has done something very questionable. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that about the show. Yeah, nobody's a saint. Although, I will right. say, and here's my last honorable mention Barb. Oh, we, we haven't even talked about Barb. Shout out, Barb. Barb. Poor right. Barb. Justice for Barb. You know, got, got the axe in episode two. And she was a sweetheart. She did not deserve that. Yeah, she had done nothing wrong. She was a true wingman to Nancy, and she just got a shaft. Um, so, granted, there was justice for her eventually in season two, but, you know, gotta gotta raise up Barb. But, yeah, I'm excited for what season four has in store. I agree. I have no idea what it's going to be like, but I am ready for it. All right. Dan, do you want to go? Uh... I mean, to be honest with you, I really don't have anything else. I mean, we've pretty okay, much yeah. hit on everything, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, just I, just going back to um, the develop. I, I mean, my favorite thing of the whole show, and I've talked about it numerous times on the episode, is just my development of the characters. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, that's one of my favorite elements of the show. Um, so, uh, yeah. I guess that's my final final thought on the show. Looking forward to it. It's supposed to it's supposed to come out this summer, right? Season four. Yeah, that's a thought. Who knows with uh, coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah, they said well, like May June, but we'll see. Right. I think what was it last year? It came out like on Fourth of July weekend. Yeah. Well, perfect timing, by the way. Yeah. Jimmy. So, 
I gotta watch the rest of the series. What you got? <laughs> what you got, mate? What you got, mate? Yeah, uh, a bit clueless here. Uh, yeah, so maybe I got some. Maybe you should tonight. have some more beers. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that, I, I've maybe, only had two beers. Maybe that will clue you in. I mean, I got a whole six pack. Well, four left downstairs, so we'll be cracking yeah. them open. Cracking yeah. open. So I got really nothing. I got without nothing. the boys. Without. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's do our um, uh, let's do our small business uh, local shoutouts right now. Yeah. Before yeah, we before we end the uh, before we end the episode with our with our shoutouts. Um, okay, so mine obviously with my beer of the week today. I went to Tremont Tap House and got a crawler Ooh. from Butcher and Brewer. So went there. Uh, forgot I was actually going to order food, but I forgot to order food when I did my beer order. So excuse me. Oh my gosh, it's past my bedtime. Um, so I didn't order food. Um, I didn't order a lot. <laughs> So today I got food from B Dubs, so that doesn't really oh, count. Boo. I got sucked in by one of the ads, and it was the NFL draft. So I'm like, well, I got to get wings from B Dubs, you know? I'd be a hypocrite if I booed B Dubs because, like I said, that was me and my friends' go to. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a national chain, but whatever. I mean, every now and then, you can't eat local every single time you go out. I agree. Um, I agree. But um, on that note, uh, I have gone to Il Rioni, which I've talked about. Ooh, yes. Uh, gotten pizza there. Uh, let's see. Where else have I gone? Other establishments. Uh, I've gone to Ohio City Burrito. Shout nice. out to those guys. Nice. Um, there's one other place. Oh, uh, Paul and I, I think early next week, are going to go to um, uh, Hatfields uh, right oh, down yeah, the street yeah. here. Yeah. We're, we're gonna get some. We're gonna get some grub there. So we're gonna we're gonna patronize our uh, local establishments. So uh, that's other than that. I mean, just you know, with our beers of the week, we we keep it local. Um, so been pa- trying to patronize uh, as many breweries as I can, and actually going there and getting the beer there rather than like getting it at like Giant Eagle or something. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but. Like I want to make sure if I get their beer that all of the money is going to them and not like yeah, giant you yeah. getting a cut. You know what I mean? No, so, I, I get that. But uh, so yeah, those are my local businesses that I've been hitting up. All right, uh, I'll go next, and whoever wants to go after me, go for it. Um, so I'll be honest, I've been cooking a lot of food at home. However, I have dabbled in takeout. Uh, Ola Tacos I got on the weekend. I love them. They are easily one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in the city. If you haven't gone there, you have to. They're delicious. Um, I got a 12-pack of Platforms Basic Lager because that's a great beer. Uh, I also got Proper Pig tonight. Uh, Travis, my roommate, it's his birthday, and he wanted barbecue. So Happy birthday. Yeah, me and Teresa got him Proper Pig. Uh, he felt like he said he felt like barbecue, and there's only one place in the city aside from Mabel's that I would recommend for barbecue. So proper pig, yeah. shout out. Um, well, I we think, kinda... well, I, I like Woodstock too. Woodstock. Oh cool. yeah, no Woodstock. Uh, what's the place in uh, Parma as well? Woodstock's great. You're right, and there's a place uh, uh, Bar- Mission. Mission. Oh Mission. yeah, Mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is owned by uh, the Browns player, correct? Joe Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, Mission is good yeah. too. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to. Add. One 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 place that I forgot to mention. I don't mean to cut you off, Jordan. No, you're but, good. Uh, this this weekend I'm going to go to, and I've had it for beer of the week recently. But 
I'm going to go to Terrestrial this weekend. Nice. Um, yeah. Because they are canning now a couple of their beers that I really like. Oh. And uh, the La Plaza stand at Terrestrial is now offering burritos. So I'm going to go get oh, a burrito there this weekend. Good idea. Good idea. La Plaza. Yeah. La Plaza. All right. Jen or Jimmy, yeah, who wants to go next? Jen. I'll go, go, okay. Jen. Gosh, I'm going to have to get some some uh, Mexican fare this weekend. Um, get some. Hey, get go to go to Terrestrial. Let let Ryan get some of the beer, and then you get some tacos. I like uh, that plan. Oh, I or, like that. Or, plan. or or all our tacos. I'm telling you, they're so good. Good stuff. Yeah. Ooh. All right, my planning is going to begin because I haven't thought about what I'm going to do this weekend. But last weekend we went to. Um, went to Phoenix down in Ohio city, had to get out of the, had to get out of the house. So got their coffee. Um, and then went to the root cafe in Lakewood. Oh yeah. 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 Fantastic. Duck, I didn't know until recently they have duck rabbit. As coffee. Yes. Yeah. Didn't I've, I, I like duck rabbit coffee. Um, but this go around got coffee at Phoenix and then we got breakfast sandwiches from, um, root Fantastic. Root, root cafe. Root, root. root. Got to go root <laughs> cafe. <laughs> um, so that's what we did last last weekend. Uh, definitely want to think about terrestrial, but also I've been meaning to get to. I don't know if you guys have been to Banana Blossom Pie. Oh, no idea what that is. I don't. I recognize that. Where is that located? Is that it's, Ohio City? It's in Ohio City. Um, yeah. They are. Where are they? Oh my gosh. They're like kind of. Yeah, they're not like on the strip or anything. They're kind of no. They're yeah. kind of tucked away, but they're in a cute little yellow building. Um, and they're yeah. doing free out. Love them. I've been following them since they first opened. They just popped up on, as a recommendation. Cutest little business. Um, everyone's really nice. The food is fantastic. So banana blossom awesome. pie, highly awesome. recommend. Good well, stuff. Uh, you guys make me feel like a real McAsshole. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh no i mean i've been getting local beers every week and probably more than once a week uh considering these quarantine times quite a bit of beer drinking has been taking place um so uh, yeah i go to like the you know shout out to the strongsville deli shop um i go there all the time and i yeah. didn't know they have local cleveland beer there uh for sale until recently so i've been picking up from there all the time nice. snacks whatever from there but recently uh me and Jim Senior have been trying some local pizza shops. Uh, nice. Great American Pizza, which is in Brunswick. Mama Julian's, or however you pronounce it, in Strongsville. Uh, there's Emilio's in Strongsville. So Emilio! <laughs> the Mighty Duck Man, I swear to God. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out that movie. Woo. That I was like, know what that I, is. It's Night the Roxbury. Oh, you got it. What Get a out pull. Here. I, grew, I, yeah. I grew, grew up, up on that movie. What a yeah. pull. It's a staple. Come on. Um, so we've been doing our part, but um, definitely could venture out more. I wish I could go to, you know, it's not even I wish. I should go to some of the local coffee shops, whether it's like Lakewood or Tremont or um, even downtown. Big fan of Phoenix. It, I mean, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tougher. It's tougher when you have to drive all the way out there and you can't like sit there and have a cup of coffee and like yeah. hang out. Like yeah. you have to go there, get yeah. it and like drive right home. So it's like, especially for you in Strongsville, like, like if you're going to like Lakewood, Tremont, Ohio City, like you're driving half an hour just to like pick something up and then drive a half an hour back home. Yeah, especially That's when you have a lease. 
and you're over miles. Oh, <laughs> uh, <What>? yeah. <laughs> Just take mom's car. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Uh, so I could be doing better, but doing my part. Nah, you're good, man. You do what you need to do during this crisis. Like, it is expensive to do takeout. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm unemployed. No. Hey, <laughs> uh, need. Yeah. I'm happy to pitch in on stuff, which... One more plug for a pizza place. Um, pizza sure. Angie's in North Royalton. Um, mm-hmm. Good stuff. I know. I know the husband and uh, the husband who owns it and his wife. I think also, um, I guess, owns it too. So shout out to Rich and Tria. Um, that place, really good pizza. RT. Cool. Awesome, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For anybody who's listening, keep uh, patronizing our local businesses um, so they can stay afloat. Uh, one cool thing that I did see was that. Uh, new Roman Pizza Cafe that we talked about that was going in at uh, uh, Erie Lake Erie I- Erie Island Coffee or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still a go, and they're still planning to open in June, whether you know we're out of this lockdown or not. So I'm guessing they're going to be doing like uh, takeout only when they open at first. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. That I saw that they're not postponing their opening. They're they're full full go, full planning to open up. So. That's really cool. So, all right, let's uh, let's end this episode by uh, uh, introducing a new quick segment. Uh, this is going to kind of replace our "What's the Move" segment that we use to end our episodes uh, pre-COVID nineteen. Uh, we're not going to do "What's the Move" for the weekend because uh, honestly, uh, none of us are doing anything this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to uh, replace that for the time being with uh, a shout out segment. So. It's interesting. I've heard from numerous people that they they numerous people call us the shout out podcast because we just randomly shout things out like during our episodes. Uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna continue to do that, but we're gonna have official shout outs for the end of the episode, which we kind of did this just now with our local businesses that we're uh, uh, going to and patronizing. But um, you know, this is just a time for us to shout. It could be anything, anything random, whatever you guys want to shout out. So. Let's go around the uh, virtual room and uh, let's go through our shout outs. So, Jimmy, you want to go first? <laughs> I thought you never asked. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Hey, Got shout, him. Out, shout out bikes. They don't get enough love, especially this during guy. this time. I am obsessed with bike riding. Uh, a fellow podcaster named Brendan Shaw, former MMA fighter. He uh, Shout out. Formed- formed a thick boy uh biking club <laughs> and i am proud to be a member of the thick boy biking club and i'm gonna take my thick ass around the city as many times i can because i have jimmy, nothing to do and jimmy calls himself thick that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> hey you never know um diet hasn't been looking too great and i've been drinking a lot of beer so um yeah a lot of wendy's lo- n- not as much as you'd think a lot of no um hey down- they down- uh down- they I go to uh, sometimes get coffee. Why not Duncan, get a donut? Duncan. You know, what can hurt? <laughs> Wendy's is uh, free, free four-piece nuggets tomorrow. Yes. Free it's donut nice. with any drink at Dunkin' too. So diabetes here at Comp. Uh, Jimmy's, going, Jimmy's going to Dunkin' for breakfast tomorrow and Wendy's for lunch. In my bathroom for dinner. <laughs> yeah. The thick boy celebrate. Shout yeah. out, bikes. If you see me around the city, uh, hit me. Because I want this to be over with. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. that, that, there we go. That's hilarious. Jen, how are you going to follow that up? So it's a shout out about anything. Yeah, yeah. Literally anything. 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 Okay. Um, 
Shout out to my local CrossFit box because we're, we've been fortunate enough to um, rent equipment. So nice. I, got, I got a barbell and 45-pound um, bumper plates to help with my oh. sanity. So shout okay. out to rentable barbells and bumper plates. So CrossFit Strongsville, amazing. All right. Yeah, I can't follow Pardon? the bikes thing. That was pretty good. Don't hit me. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. All right, Jordan. I'll go. I'll go second to last. Uh, shout out to Xbox One. I am fully addicted to my Xbox again, which is sad because I haven't been addicted in a while. Uh, I am addicted to Fallout Four, so a shout out to them. Uh, on a local scale, shout out to local Cleveland beers. You guys are great, and I love what you're doing. Oh, whoa, 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 um, whoa, whoa! We're shouting out one thing and one thing only. What are you doing? Oh, I didn't really. Oh, I didn't really. What are you doing? My bad. My bad. Take, take back the beer. Let's let's go with follow. Yeah, we don't can... support. I mean, well, let's see. We talked about beer. We talked about beer during yeah, beer of the week. Yeah. We talked about yeah, beer yeah. during our local business shout out. So many times. You had your chance. Please don't pain us. I misunderstood that. But real talk, I'm not going to pretend. I have done nothing this week but work and play Xbox. So shout out to Fallout 4. All right, awesome. Uh, my shout out, I'm going to shout out the newest Cleveland Brown, Jedrick Wills Jr., offensive tackle from Alabama. Uh, okay. Welcome to Cleveland, big fella. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, can't wait uh, for this uh, coronavirus uh, lockdown or shelter in place or whatever is done so we can get back to sports um so yeah that's my shout out that's that's all of our shout outs so new segment there new segment alert and that's that so nice. yeah let's let's wrap up the episode here first i want to thank jen for joining us for thank our you. stranger things episode or yeah our stranger things episode and our talk on this uh wonderful series um appreciate you being on again thank you Thanks for having me. It's great. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Fitz. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, let's get we got the niceties out of the way. Um, you can follow us at the LOTL podcast on social media. That is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, which has all of our embedded links to all of our episodes. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much going to do it. Um, Cheers, guys. Another week. Another week in this uh, quarantine. Everlasting uh, situation that we find ourselves. I I have a hard time calling it quarantine because it's not really quarantine. Yeah. I know like everybody everybody's and I I, and I'm I'm to blame with this too because I say it too, so I'm not like calling anybody out, but like it's not quarantine. Like we're allowed to go out. We are allowed to leave our houses. But You know, whatever. It's the buzzword that everybody likes to say. And I'm guilty of it, too. I've said it numerous times. But, yeah. So, um, made it another week. We've got at least a few more. I know the state is going to start to slowly open up on May 1st. So, we'll see how that goes. We'll see what that looks like. Um, For the love of God, I need a haircut so bad. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it. So, uh, for Jordan, for Jimmy, and for Jen, as Jimmy... Jimmy gets his uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 <laughs> hair out, uh, as you guys can't see. <laughs> I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we will catch you guys next week. See you later. Bye.
See ya. Bye. Bye. Don't be surprised when it all